The Guardian, live at the Edinburgh Festival 2009. Hello, I'm uh, Barry Cryer. Somebody has to be. I've been asked to say thank you for choosing to listen to this podcast from The Guardian Live at the Edinburgh Festival 2009. It features Neil Delamere, Tom Basden, Louisa Theobald, Christian Schaal and Kurt Braunohler. Not to mention myself and Ronnie Golden. So I won't. Keep listening for our bit at the end. We were interviewed by Miles Jupp and it was a a once-in-a-lifetime experience. And I really mean that. Miles Jupp, a man with no equals but many superiors. It was a pleasure. So make sure you keep listening for that bit. Welcome to the nightclub of the Gilded Balloon, to the Guardian, live at the Edinburgh Festival 2009. (laughs) Today's show is packed full of performances and chat to give you, dearest listener, a taste of the greatest arts festival in the world. Uh, So first up, a man described in the Guardian as a comedy genius. He won the Best Newcomer Award in 2007, is here to perform an extract from his show, Now That's What I Call Music-Based Comedy. He's on every evening at the Pleasance Upstairs. Give it up for Tom Basden! There's a ghost in my house, there's a ghost in my house But it's not that bad because he's usually out There's a ghost in my house, there's a ghost in my house But it's not that bad, he keeps himself to himself It's a little song about ghosts, uh, thank you Thanks so much um, Thank you um, Always nice when it's just the producer clapping That's a good song I didn't have to give that away for people that are listening, but it's, uh, it's always, uh, always a good sign. Feel free to join in with him, don't they? Sort of leave <laughs> going out on a limb on his own there. Um, uh, th- this, this song's a bit shorter. So, yeah. I've got a guide dog, I shouldn't have one. He doesn't know that. It's a bit, thank you, a bit shorter that one, thank you. That's more like it, so yeah, exactly, that kind of... Uh, this, this song's sort of about, um... Sort of about feeling guilty, <laughs> yeah. Well, it seems so bad But it feels so good Well, it seems so wrong, but it makes me feel so warm inside. And anyway, it's only hired. Weeing in my wetsuit, I'm weeing in my wetsuit, I'm weeing in my wetsuit. Is it really such a crime? It's not like I won't give it a little rinse. Before giving it back in an hour's time And everyone looks suspiciously at me The instructor guys make suspicious eyes at me I guess I should have waited Till I'd actually got in the scene Thank you. (laughs) Tom Basden! (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.
Now some stand-up from a man gathering five-star reviews for his show Bookmarks. Please welcome Neil Delamere. Hello. So the last gig I did before I came to Edinburgh was in Liverpool. Does anybody here from Liverpool by any chance? Oh God, the women are gorgeous. They all walked in and they're all tanned and blonde and sultry and they could have been Swedish and they could have been Norwegian and then they talked. <laughs> and the, all I heard was, look at the fucking chicken teriyaki. <laughs> One of them goes to me, where do you work? I went to the bar, I came back, she was still pronouncing the K in the word work. She'll never join the Ku Klux Klan. It'll take her an hour to fill in the form. <laughs> then I went directly from Liverpool to Lindisfarne because I'm quite into history. The first Viking raid ever in Britain was in Lindisfarne Monastery, just north of Newcastle in 793 AD. The monks were there. In came the Vikings. The monks were going, oh, no, fucking load of Vikings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> run away, run away. Winky, winky, bike a grove. Um, it is... It is the best UK accent, isn't it? It's the only one we can have a stroke and sound the same after the stroke as you did before the stroke. Oh no, I've had a stroke, but luckily I talk the exact same way. Uh, brilliant. I quite like Yorkshire as well. Anybody here from Yorkshire? Yeah, you don't use all the words in the sentence, do you, lazy bastards? Uh, go put kettle on, yay! You go to town. Stop talking like a feckin' text message. I don't particularly like text messages. I um, broke up with a girl over a mobile phone incident. I was, was telling her I was backing live racing from Australia on a mobile one night, and uh, after I hung up the filly, I backed one. So rather than wake her up and text her straight away, I scheduled a text on the internet to arrive the next morning at about 9 a.m. Bad idea. Those texts arrive no matter what happens in the meantime. 10 to 9 the next morning, I'm still asleep. She sends me a text. I'm in the hospital now. Granny just had a heart attack. Ten minutes later, she gets the original text from me. Woohoo! We're in the money! <laughs> Never thought the old nag would make it. <laughs> oh, you're laughing. Other people didn't. Um. I said to a guy last year in Edinburgh, he thought I was being aggressive. I said, what do you do? He goes, I work in a hospice. Try and make a joke out of that, you little bastard. <laughs> I said, well, I'll try, and at least if the joke dies, you'll be able to care for it in its final moments. <laughs> yeah, he didn't laugh, ladies and gentlemen. Neither did the pale, bald woman with him. <laughs> she just shook her drip at me and walked out of the room. That's a joke. She didn't have the strength to, couldn't, couldn't do it. He gets some great answers. Once I got a guy, I said, what do you do? And he goes, uh, I develop property all over the world. I probably have the best job in this room. <laughs> and a woman at the back went, I don't think so. Tony, tell him what you do. And Tony went, I make chocolate fountains. And as soon as he said this, everybody at the gig went, hey, screw you, we've got Willy Wonka back here. <laughs> he melts 30 kilograms of dark Belgian chocolate over a warm, glistening fountain. And I said, how do you stop your staff literally eating into your profits? And he went, I only hire diabetics. <laughs> That's rough, isn't it? People love chocolate fountains, but not everything you like is good. Uh, people love dolphins. Dolphins are bastards. A dolphin jumped into a boat recently in Florida and knocked unconscious a 62-year-old woman, right? Now, don't giggle at that. He didn't do it on purpose. He didn't circle around the woman looking for a moment of weakness and then go, yeah, flippers back, bitch. Mm. They said his sonar went wonky. Yeah, right. She was 62. This is what happened. She probably had arthritis. She bent over. Her back went... <laughs> You're quite cruel. I quite like you. Um, 
and I leave you on this. Uh, sometimes you get to do gigs in lots of places. I did gigs in Amsterdam, and uh, I was only there for a very short time, so I wanted to get the full Amsterdam experience in that short time. So I took a load of magic mushrooms and talked to a hooker about Van Gogh while shoving a tulip up her arse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought it was funny, but the other people in the Anne Frank house. <laughs> Thanks very much. Come and see my show. Bye bye. Neil Delamere uh, performing. Performing every night at the Assembly Rooms at 8.50, and he has an extra show on the 25th. As you're all keen readers of The Guardian, uh, I'm sure you're aware that we've been running a comedy competition. Uh, readers were asked to send in a short video clip of themselves via YouTube, and an esteemed judging panel picked a winner. Uh, what was the prize, I hear you ask? Well, the prize is to perform here, on this very stage, in front of you very lovely people. So please welcome the winner of The Guardian's Edinburgh Festival stand-up competition, Louisa Theobald! <laughs> Hello everyone, hi. Um, I'd like to start with a piece of advice. Uh, autumn is coming round the corner and swine flu will again be a danger. I'd like you all to take precautions. I had a bacon sandwich on Monday but I replaced the ketchup with Vicks Vapor Rub. <laughs> so I think I'll be fine. For dinner tonight, pork chops with a lemsip jus. Surprisingly Moorish. Um, I can see some of you are a little bit cynical about the, the combination of medicine and food. But we all know when Nigella Lawson starts suggestively licking milk of magnesia off her fingers, you'll be converted. So get ahead of the game, people. Um, but it's lovely to be in Edinburgh at the Fringe. Um, it's the only place I've come across where you can have a very public row with your boyfriend on the street and earn 20 quid from tourists who think it's performance art. <laughs> Cathartic and financially rewarding shits on couples counselling. Um, but we were having an argument because he said to me, you're in Edinburgh, you need to do comedy that's relevant and up to the minute. And I said, well, it's a bit late because I was planning to do some of that really hot Tudor shit I'd written. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth I, still a virgin. Oh, proof no one wants to shaggeth a ginger. Oh, missus, send me to the tower. Apparently, you won't like it. Mad. Um, yes, but um, I actually want to get rid of the battle of the sexes. I'd just like to nullify it because I had quite a hippie background. My mother taught me the importance of yin and yang, of balancing male and female energies. Uh, unfortunate side effect of that is uh, if I'm in a room with too many women, I feel the need to act like a sleazy old man to address the balance. <laughs> just start walking up to ladies going, oh, That's a lovely pair of legs, darling. What time do they open? <laughs> Uh, oddly, I was one of the least popular students at Norwich High School for girls. <clears throat> uh, but I find it a little bit too easy to fall into different personas because I've, I've done a bit of acting work. I used to work in regional theatre, which is essentially care in the community for the elderly in a shed. Um, it was always a bit risky having a blackout between scenes in case a voice would come quavering from the back. Have I died? <laughs> and it always used to make me so sad that their version of the afterlife was obviously a, a dingy village hall with an Alan Akebourne play on repeat. <laughs> and rather than St Peter at the pearly gates, an angel serving ambrosia, just a matronly woman shouting, We've only got orange squash and wine in a box, so make your mind up. Uh, for the uninitiated, that was the Norfolk accent. A uh, hard one to recreate until you think of a Cornishman having a shit. <laughs> and there you go. Uh, you've been lovely. Thank you for having me. Louisa Theobald! <laughs> Kristen Schaal and Kurt Bronola left last year with an If Dot Comedy nomination and happy, happy memories of their month in Edinburgh. Since then, they've both had incredible successful years uh, performing throughout the world. It's great to have them back, starring every night at the Assembly Rooms in Double Down Hearts. Please welcome Kristen and Kurt! 
You, uh, you're back here performing. Uh, is it exactly the same show as last year? No. no. It's a totally brand new show, but with the old show's name. <laughs> yeah, we accidentally wrote a new show. Yeah, and that's true. Is it? Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, it's a brand new show. All right, so your publicity material said this is not a new show, by the yeah. way. Yeah, we told them to we say that. We told them that. to say that. <laughs> it's a conceptual piece, Miles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're experimenting with uh, publicity. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to see how we can do it the worst we possibly can. Yeah, we figured it out. We We're figured, figured it, it out. out. And it's to tell people we're doing an old show, but then do a whole new one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just give them what we didn't advertise. <laughs> well. <laughs> how, how truly extraordinary. Um. Hey. It, 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 Capitalism. Rock on. Uh, now, is, it, uh, is it going down well? Yeah, it's going really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've enjoyed it a lot. We're still we're tweaking the show, and I think we, we've got a, a perfect monster on our hands now. Yeah, I think by our last day here, it is going to be the smoothest show. <laughs> and are you then, then going to take it somewhere else around the world? Yeah, I think we were going to take it to Lebanon. Um, <laughs> now, uh, Kristen, am I right in thinking you're going to be uh, in the next Shrek movie? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that's right. And what uh, is that something you've done already? Have you? Uh, oh you yeah, I did it a while ago. It's a tiny part. I, I'm playing a witch. Can you uh, do but it? But it's a group. It's a group of witches. Are you allowed to do the voice? I don't know. That voice was so specific. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it again. Um, but also, I don't. It was a really long time ago, and I got so into it because they're like, "Okay, Christian. So in this scene, your character is." Um, what was happening? Uh, they were making the Pied Piper was playing, and they were dancing uncontrollably. So I, I decided I would dance uncontrollably in the booth um, to get the voice perfect. And I kind of got dizzy and crashed through the equipment. <laughs> uh, and that. Uh... <laughs> Were you, were you being motion captured at the time? Will there be? Yeah, they did. They did. They started filming me after that, and they used my body movements for the witch. A dizzy witch suddenly dying in the middle of an otherwise extremely happy scene. Uh, <laughs> very exciting. Uh, now you, uh, the two of you, uh, back in uh, in New York, you have a you have a sort of variety show together called uh, Hot Tub. Hot Tub Variety yeah. Show. Yes, we do. We've been running it for the past five years or so. Yeah. Yeah. And how uh, how is that show? Uh, I mean, is it is it in a theatre or is it in a hot tub? It used to be it in a hot tub. It started in a hot tub. Yeah, we used to start in a hot tub. Just for each we... other. Yeah, we just for each other. for each other in the hot tub. Entertain each other. And um, then my mom walked in, and she's like, that's pretty good what you guys are doing. And then we said, get more people in this room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's pretty much how it started. Uh, so what, what sort of capacity hot tub have you moved to now? Uh, 40. What's the capacity, capacity hot tub? How many people I mean, people, not, not oh, liters. How many obviously. people are yeah. in the hot tub? Oh, well, oh. only six at a time. Six but at we, a time? We entertain the balls off those six, and then we get a new six in. Yeah. There's just balls floating up in the bubbles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've got a cleaner. We've got a cleaner. I think he's too expensive. I should fire him. Oh. And, uh, Kristen, of course, uh, Flight of the Concords, enormous success. Uh, do you know if there are going to be any, any more of that? Uh, that? That is a question for Brett and Jermaine. And if you can find out from them, let me know. Right. <laughs> Do you have a bank manager asking you if that's going to be happening? Or... <laughs> yeah, I just bought like three new Lamborghinis. <laughs> and apparently the bank is like, you have no money for these Lamborghinis. I was saying just one, just one. No, 
You gotta have all three colors. Yeah, there's only three Lamborghini colors. There's three: yellow, Purple. red. That's three. Done. We're yeah. done. <laughs> Hilarious colors. You have. You really, really run through the gamut of the Lamborghini rainbow. Um, well. <laughs> Uh, Kristen and Kurt have very kindly uh, agreed to perform an extract from their show, which is called Double Down Hearts. Uh, so, uh, before we welcome Barry Cryer and Ronnie Golden for a chat, can we please have that extract? Give it up for Kristen Schaal and Kurt Brunola. Okay. God. Hi, everybody. My name's Kurt. Good job. <laughs> Get that Thank out you. there. <laughs> That's from the show. We introduce ourselves. This is how we go right yeah, we go start. right into it and I say, I'm Kristen. And I'm Kurt. And then what we do is we talk about how beautiful the audience is. Because they are actually pretty beautiful today. And today they actually are. Yeah. Usually we're lying on our teeth. Yeah. But not today. This is really good. Not today. But, um, you know, you actually are looking amazingly beautiful today. <laughs> well, now that I get <laughs> thank you, is it, it's the t-shirt. Yeah, it's just the t-shirt and the and the rumpled pants thank you they really so look much. great you're you, welcome you look good today too kurt you oh, look like you. you're you're from the 40s oh yeah yeah is it the shirt or the uh <laughs> my haircut or oh it's your polio coming <laughs> i thought oh. we weren't i thought we weren't going to talk about that i thought Wait, no, you said, you said before we come on the Guardian podcast, we're going to be open and honest about everything. Oh. Because that's what the Guardian is all about. You're right. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. Forget about it. Forget, Forget about, about it. it. Thank Forget you. About Forget about it. Forget about it. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, what? sorry. Ooh, I didn't mean to say shit. Get over it. <laughs> shit, shit, Get shit, over shit. it. You might not realize what we were talking about just then when yeah, we were saying... Yeah, forget about it. Forget about it. That probably went right over over your foreign head. That is how we talk in New York City, where yeah. we're from. Uh, that means don't remember that. Yeah, forget about it. Forget about it. Yeah. Say it all the time. Yeah, and there's, yeah. there's a couple other things that mm-hmm. are native to our city. We also have, um, I'm walking here. Yeah, and that means I am walking... Here. Right here. Um, yeah. yeah, and that's so. just in New York, it's always forget about it. Oh, I'm walking here. Yeah, I'm walking here. <laughs> forget about forget it. About you forget about I'm it. Forget about it. I'm walking here. Forget about I'm it. I'm going to shoot you. And that's and New that, York. That usually that's is. New York that's City. when you know the conversation's over. It's over when someone <laughs> shoots the other person. Yeah. Um, but let's find we out. We have guns. Yeah, we do have guns. We have guns. Um, but you know what? Uh, so now you guys know where we're from. I want to do a little crowd work. Oh, and my goodness. Find that out. I love crowd work. I love work. crowd work. Uh, okay. I'll do a little crowd work, find out where you guys are from. Oh, this is um, going to be great. Uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, where oh, are you yeah, from? Shut the fuck up! Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. I am so bad oh at crowd God, work. That was terrible. <laughs> that was bad. I totally forget every time. That was bad. Let me go in. Let me go in and do some damage control right now. Please do. Right please now. do some damage that, control. I can't take believe care this. this. This is. <laughs> you need to take a class. Watch me. Watch okay. me. I'm sorry about that, sir. Hey. <laughs> do you like origami, sir? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Right, right, here we good. go. So origami. Ready? <laughs> Origami. Those of you who can't see this on the podcast, I am folding some beautiful origami. The man is delighted. The strange audience member is delighted right now. 
He looks more uncomfortable than excited. Origami. I am blowing his mind with my origami. 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 Oh my God. Oh my God. Kristen. I like Wow, that's amazing. Can you believe that I did that? That is amazing. Are you blown away, sir, Cardiff? Wow. That's the best I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I origamied for this man a pitcher of milk. Take it. Drink it. Drink the milk of origami. It might taste a little dry like paper. Yeah. But. That is really magical. God, I want to do some origami. Can okay. I do some origami too? I, I don't know if you can top. That's yours, sir. Yeah. That's yours for all the abuse we gave you. Yeah. He's trying to give it back. No. <laughs> is that what they do in Cardiff? Are they Indian givers? Hmm? You don't know what that is. That's yeah. good. Yeah, that they're good. innocent. I want to do some origami. Okay, yeah. All right, okay. All, right. all right, here you go. <clears throat> Could you help me out a little yeah. bit? Origami. <laughs> Origami. Origami. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up, hold up. What up? Hold up. What's up? Okay, What's uh, up? first of all, What's what up? Kurt just did was hold out a piece of paper and fold it, and that is not origami. That Kurt. is totally whoa, Kurt! origami. And you gave it to a woman. Uh, is that, can I borrow? What, can, this it's, is I origamied her a poem. Can I see your, your poem, ma'am? Thank you. Oh, oh this is your poem. Uh, zero seven five zero three seven four one three seven three. Yeah, it's a poem. It's a poem about you. Really? Yeah, and it's a uh, it's a Japanese poem where you assign essences to numbers, and you see uh, the zeros all mean Kristen, and then all the other numbers mean pretty. Yeah. Yeah. So let's read it together. Kristen, pretty, pretty Kristen. Pretty, pretty, pretty. Pretty, 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 pretty. You forgot one. Pretty. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful, isn't it? I love it. Lucky <laughs> you, ma'am. Yeah. Here, you keep that poem about me. Seriously, that's my real number. That is okay. Well, thank you very well, much, I ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Kristen Cut. <laughs> Next up, we have a double act frighteningly similar to those two. Um, <laughs> Barry Cryer and Roddy Golden, uh, delighted listeners to this podcast last year. I'm very pleased to say they're back. Uh, their show, At Their Peak, Protest Songs for the 21st Century, is on until the 30th of August, right here at the Gilded Balloon. Please welcome Barry Cryer and Roddy Golden. <laughs> Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, how are you both feeling? What? <laughs> how, how are they both on? How are you both feeling? I'll speak for Barry. I'm his carer. <laughs> we are both doing very well. And, uh, Is this my son? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 83, you know. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so, uh, gentlemen, may I ask, what... Uh, what... <laughs> Has he gone? <laughs> so this is what we can expect from the show this year. Have you got, uh, have you got a favourite joke in it, Barry? Favourite joke? The Wailing Wall. You want the Wailing Wall, do you? Yeah, yeah that was This is the joke of the year, folks. I'll just, uh, a journalist went to Jerusalem and he went to the Wailing Wall and there was an old guy praying against the wall. 
and respect, he let him finish, obviously, and then he interviewed him. He said, uh, how long have you been praying against the wall? He said, over 60 years. He said, that's amazing. What do you pray for? He said, I pray for peace, love, and unity between Jews, Christians, and Muslims. Really? He said, how does it feel after all this time? He said, like talking to a fucking brick wall. <laughs> No, uh, uh, it is it's a genuine pleasure to have you both back here. You've had uh, uh, busy years, uh, both of you. Uh, Ronnie, you've been, um, have you been working with that Shaka Khan? Well, I didn't uh, strictly work with her, but I wrote some songs for a, a movie that came out called Dark Streets, and it's a f kind of film noir thing. And, um, and, and uh, Shaka Khan, yeah, recorded one of my songs called Too Much Juice. It's about the, the main protagonist in the movie who's got an alcohol problem. And um, I, I knocked it up in about an hour, and then suddenly Chaka Khan's recorded it, which is pretty good, you know. <laughs> was it? Was it? Did you write it, meaning about about alcoholism, too much juice, or was it a song that you happened to have lying about about a problem no, no, you had I in the fridge? No, no, we we get uh, taking advantage of two for one offers. <laughs> oh, I keep doing this. I don't. It's only a bargain That's if I need right. it. Yeah. Sponsored by Tesco's. Um, no, every day they'd send uh, send us a memo saying, "Well, this is what the scene's about," and then you knock up a song for it. And uh, I I thought. They'd reject it. I, I really, I just knocked it up, and then suddenly they liked it, and uh, and she recorded it, which was fantastic. You know. Well, so when when is the film out? That I'm not sure. It's out. <laughs> it's, it's out in the states, but it hasn't had fantastic reviews, so it might not make it. It might be straight to DVD or or even video. <laughs> <laughs> Straight to eight track. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, Barry, uh, you've been back doing uh, more. I'm sorry, I haven't a clue. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, how, how has that been returning uh, to I'm sorry, I haven't a clue? Well, after the great man, Pam uh, Humphrey Littleton left us. Uh, we don't want to do Have I Got News for You concert rotation, but Jack D has joined us. We're doing a stage tour, not recordings, you know, a stage tour, and Jack's yeah. doing a lovely job. But uh, Rob Bryden, you see, and the mates and Stephen Fry, Rob Bryden put it beautifully. He said, you can't fill the shoes, you just try and take over the job. You know, and Jack said, I'll never be Humphrey Littleton as long as I live. He said, but I want to ease in and start doing my own thing, not recycled Littleton. Humph, I knew over 50 years, never swore, never swore, not in my presence anyway. But the last gig, last job he did with us was in Harrogate. And we had a great night at the conference centre, and the next day we were all around the breakfast table in the hotel. And Humph had a bowl of prunes. And he took the first prune and grimaced, looked round the table and said, how can you fuck up a prune? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to everyone on the show today, Neil Delamere, Tom Basden, Louisa Theobald, Kristen Charles, and Kurt Brunella, and you! Here now to play us out, performing a protest song for the 21st century, it's Barry Cryer and Ronnie Golden! Ah, thanks very much. Uh, we'd like to do a little protest song here. Most protest songs, of course, are written um, about trying to make life better. This one is, uh, is written about trying to make death better. That's right. I can feel the energy in the room. This is about uh, a song, uh, an anthem to assisted suicide. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Dignitas. <laughs> this one is entitled, I Want to Be Unplugged. Thank you very <clears> much. <throat>
tired of lying in this hospital bed All wired up and intravenously fed My varicose veins plugged into the mains Starting me to thinking I'd be better off dead They're waking me up to give me sleeping pills My life is looking empty as a catheter fills I wanna be unplugged don't wanna stay here for another day Put me in the hearse and drive me away I wanna be unplugged Unplugged The TV screen it flickers like a psychedelic strobe And be here comes sister and she's whipping off my robe Lying face down in a hospital gown she lovingly administers a rectal probe I must have hit rock bottom Because I have to say That's the best thing that's happened to me all day I wanna be unplugged Don't wanna stay here for a minute more Get me off the bed and out of the door I wanna be unplugged Play a harmonica, son. I jolly well will. dignity they took away my teeth they took away my trousers and the things that lie beneath terminally bored in the terminal ward they took away my flowers and replaced them with a wreath so take me to the graveyard before i lose the blood then take away my will to live and then you got the lot i want to be unplugged don't want to stay here for another day Put me in the hearse and drive me away I want to be unplugged Separate me from my saline drip Get me out of here and into a skip I want to be unplugged Guardian, live at the Edinburgh Festival 2009.